0: Adorable Boy Podcast.
1: Alright, thank you. This is Spud, Adorable Boy, Episode 7. Feeling a little bit under the weather today, but I'm here to bring you quality podcasting content. Because that is what we do. Um, Got a great show for you planned today. Uh, We have... We're going to take some phone calls. We believe our engineer, who's doing a great job, Pete Johnson Jr., um, he came in and he's got the phones working finally. Going to be able to take some phone calls. Uh, You want to give us a call? Number is Stuyvesant four five seven nine two. Give Ador- the adorable boys a call. Uh, what else do we have today? We go- oh, the adorable boys got a kind of a distressing letter from the uh, lawyers uh, that represent the ABN News Network. So we'll talk about that and what that means for our show going forward. We're gonna try and hook up a phone call with um, Randy the Rocket Rosenthal, one, you know, famed professional wrestler, great friend of the show. I believe he's somewhere overseas, so we're going to try and hook that up. He's a busy, he's a, a jet-setting man. Uh, maybe you could call him a rocket-setting man. <laughs> quality, quality humor from the Adorable Boys, that's how we do it. So Randy the Rocket Rosenthal, wrestling legend. Possibly going to get a phone call with him today. Uh, we're going to bring back a, a, a great segment that you probably all remember from the old days of the Adorable Boys show, the radio show. Not going to say what it is just yet, but stay tuned. Nice radio tease right there. Uh, We have some more information. We have a sponsor, a very special sponsor lined up for the Adorable Boy Podcast Duel. Hashtag Podcast Duel. That's taking place on August 25th. Um, Get tickets so that you can be a part of it. Uh, What else do we have today? Yeah, that's it. we're gonna take some phone calls. We're gonna we're gonna have some fun as the adorable boys do. Uh, but as you know, we start off every show with a podcast war update.
0: Podcast war.
1: All right. Now, if you remember last week, we outlined the treaty that was sent to Jim Cornette and his podcast. He all but surrendered uh, by by blocking us on Twitter, and that was quite a few weeks ago. We want the official surrender, Cornette. We want your official surrender. Sign the treaty and let this be over with. And, and I, as is obviously pretty clear, to, I'll explain to you fans, he has not signed the surrender. He's, I, I, he's trying to make believe this isn't happening and hoping it'll go away. The adorable boys will not go away, Jim Cornette. We're like chlamydia. We will not stop and we will continue to affect your life. I'm not saying you have it. I'm just saying anyone who does. That's what Chlamydia does. So sign the surrender, Jim Cornette, for your own good. For your own good. I'm just trying to help you here. And you refuse to let the adorable boys help you. If, if you do not sign the surrender in a timely fashion, which you have not done yet, but we're, we're, we're magnanimous. As you know, we're magnanimous. As you above all know of our magnanimity. We will not stay magnanimous forever. We will come after you with quality podcast content. We will wage this war further. And then you give us no choice but to destroy, you. destroy your podcast with our quality podcasting. You got to stop kowtowing, Cornet. I haven't listened to your show, but I'm sure you're still kowtowing. You're kowtowing and you're making believe that the adorable boys aren't after you. You're like sitting in your bunker, sweating with a gun, pretending that the adorable boys aren't coming at you like the allies. And we are. We are coming at you, Cornette. And it's causing you problems. We know it. You know it. So just just do yourself a favor and sign the surrender. Sign the treaty. Officially surrender. And everything will be better for you, Cornette, and your podcast. And you know, Cornette, I see in the news that you're... Starting other feuds, you're 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 just desperately. You must be out of your mind. The adorable boys, the adorable boys are coming after you. The the the, the best podcast out there. I, I can't even understand. I'm I'm slurring my words here. And you you go on Twitter and put down Jim Corn um no Jim Cornette. You go on Twitter and put down Chris Jericho for doing a show in 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 Sturgis, with where the crowd didn't wear masks. What business is it of yours, Cornette? If those people go there to the concert, they understand the risk. And, you know, it has nothing to do with you. Jericho can play his his music. And now you've been suspended from watching AEW programming. That's what you get yourself, Jim Cornette. You knew Chris Jericho when he was young in the business. You gave him opportunities, didn't you? And now you're turning on him. You're, You're basically stabbing him in the back. Why? Because you're a cow tower. And he doesn't fit your cowtowing narrative. He thinks for himself, Cornette, and you don't. And now you're turning on him. It's it's despicable. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, Chris Jericho's band played a, a show for the Sturgis Bike Rally. And uh, I guess masks weren't required because in Dakota, wherever it is, one of the Dakotas, they have not been hit hard by the virus so they don't have to wear masks. And you know what? I mean, I guess we'll see. We'll, we'll keep looking to see if over the next few weeks or months or years or however long uh, it is now that the medical professionals are saying it takes for coronavirus to take effect. I, it might be five years, so we better hunker down for five years and, you know, not have an economy. Um, but anyway, Jim Cornette criticized Chris Jericho uh, for playing this show with his band. It's none of Jim Cornette's business, you know, and. And, and so right, quite rightly, if you ask me, Chris Jericho went on Twitter and banned him from watching AEW programming. Now, one thing I know about Cornette, and you know, you get to know your enemy pretty well, uh, and during this hashtag podcast war, I've learned a lot about Cornette. And one thing I know is he likes wrestling, and I'm sure he watched AEW with bated breath. Now, he says, he says he does it for his fans, as a service to his fans. First of all, Jim Cornette, you don't have any fans. I think that's obviously clear. The The adorable boys launched a podcast war on you, and you surrendered almost immediately by blocking us on Twitter. And now I just want you to sign the real surrender. So sign it, Cornette. But anyway, um, you don't watch it as a service to your fans, Jim Cornette. You don't have any fans. You, you barely have a podcast. You have a, you have an hour long or however long it is. I don't know. Uh, Kowtow Marathon is what you have, Jim Cornette. And no one would be a fan of that. So you watch AEW because you like it. And now you can't watch it because Chris Jericho said, let that sink in, Coyne. You're 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 in a tailspin. You've had a okay career in wrestling, and now you're in a tailspin. You can't watch your shows. The adorable boys are coming after you in the podcast world anyway. And you have no idea what you what you're even doing, Coyne. Controversy follows you, and it's not good controversy. You're kowtowing to people that still hate you. You're not liked by any liberals, Jim Cornette, even though you're ridiculous liberal views. You're hated by them. And and you know, I don't I, I don't blame them. But at some point, Jim Cornette, that mob is gonna turn itself on you. And they have multiple times already, but at one at some point you're not gonna be able to get away from it. And whatever you had or have will be destroyed. And the adorable boys are just trying to get you to stop kowtowing or even just lower your kowtowing and just fade away. You can have whatever money you've made and whatever. You can have your wrestling vault. I don't know why a 70 year old man needs a, a vault full of action figures and magazines, but whatever. That's not the adorable boys thing, but I guess that's yours. But Jim Cornette, all of this really, I've gone off on a tangent because your life is just, I I don't even know what you're doing, but The the main point is you attack Chris Jericho. You you get attacked by the Adorable Boys and try to ignore it. Get yourself together. Sign the treaty. Start build that's the first step to building your life to be better. Okay? Just sign the treaty and then go from there. I'm not saying you'll ever be a great person. But it's a start. And the adorable boys I mean, really the the alternative to you signing the treaty is not good for you because we'll just keep coming after you by creating great podcast content. And, uh, so Jim Cornette, please, please. All right. You want to give the adorable boys a call? You got an opinion on any of this stuff or, you know, we haven't been able to take phone calls for six weeks. So you got anything you want to say about the previous six weeks? We're open. Open phone lines right now. Uh, phone number is Stuyvesant four nine five seven six. All right, we're gonna go. We got some calls. We're gonna go to them right now. All right. All right. First call of the adorable boy podcast, a momentous occasion. Let's see, we're going to Mister Whitley way over there in London. Mister Whitley, what do you got? Hi, I'm from jolly old England, and I want to know how come everyone on your podcast's voice sounds the same. It sounds like you're running it through a bit of a filter. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, there's a variety of people on the show, and we just let them talk, and they sound how they sound. And All I can say is fake news to you. Fake news, hang up, fake news. All right, we're going to go to Bobo in Detroit. Bobo, what do you got for us? Hey, uh, yo, i uh been looking you guys up on uh, the internet and i i can't find anything about you guys and i never heard of you guys before now what's the deal oh of course he he hangs up um well bobes if i can call you that uh we've been on the air for years and years and i don't maybe just don't know how to use google but um you know i don't know why you can't find us and i don't know even why i don't know what you're accusing us of and i don't know why you're doing it so and all I can say is fake news. Fake news, hang up, fake news. All right, let's take another one here. Why not? Um, maybe we'll get a good one. Let's see. Uh, Jennifer, you are on the Adorable Boy podcast. What do you got?
0: Yeah, I just think you have a very good show, and you really helped me through the week. Thank you for being on and being so good at podcasting.
1: Oh, well, well, thank you. Finally, a, a good caller. Um, you know, we're going to be here. We're going we're gonna to put on our great shows and... That's what the adorable boys do. It's more of a service, really. I mean, sure, we make a lot of money, and we live very well. But it's a service to you, like, to fans like you. So thank you. I'm sure, you know, thank you. You're a very beautiful woman. Or, you know, I'm sure you are. I've never seen you. I don't know you, and and I I don't know who you are. But thank you for the call. All right. Well, it's a successful uh, end to our phone segment. Only three calls, but, you know, we got a lot to do. Um, Thank you to our caller, the good one. The other two were, I don't even. They must have been drunk or high or something. Um, I don't even know what they were talking about. But yeah, uh, Pete Johnson Jr., thank you. Thank you very much, Pete. Um, I finally got the phones working. We got to get you in here to, we uh, to you know tell tell everyone who you are and why you're here and 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 just where you've been. But right now you're he's somewhere out there working too hard. Um, that's what Pete Johnson Jr. does. Uh, so thank you to Pete. Thank you to the caller, the good caller. The bad callers, you can feel free to never call again, with your baseless accusations. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. The Adorable Boy Podcast, Episode Seven, just getting underway. Thank you for uh, being here. As always, uh, Adorable Podcast on Twitter at adorable Adorable Podcast on Instagram Adorable Podcast, Facebook The Adorable Boy Podcast. What else do we have? We have locals. Um, AOL keyword, adorable boy. Uh, We'll be right back. Adorable boy, episode seven. Hi, this is Spud from the Adorable Boy Podcast talking to you about date. Let's face it, the dating world is dangerous, and it's even more so online. You talk to these people, you don't know who they really are. They could be anyone. They could be an axe murderer. And you see date takes the danger out of online dating. Now you may ask, how do they do that? Well, every single female on date is fake. Now they don't disclose their secrets. It could be computer bots that talk to these men. Or it could be actual people who are just pretending that they're interested and know they will never meet. Either way, no date means no danger. And also, if you don't have a date, there's no way to get sexually transmitted diseases, is there? So faux date takes the danger out of online dating. So you have all the fun of learning the minute details of someone's life without the hazard of actually having to meet a person and risk that they won't kill you. So, if you ask me, faux date is the way to go. It's like sitting down to a nice dinner and it's all there, and then you just get up and leave. All the fun of flirting, none of the hassle of actually dating. Faux date is here for you, men. Visit their website to see how their unique, completely false dating algorithm can match you to someone who isn't real. Faux date. It's a dangerous world out there. the adorable boy podcast radio for your ass all right good to be back um had a pretty good week um last weekend you know i've been sick i'm a little under the weather but you know it happens yeah you struggle on right um Last week I had a special like when you're a, when you're a famous podcaster, you get some perks. So I had a special uh, screening at a drive-in. So uh, you know we used to get them in, in regular movie theaters back when we were on regular radio, but because of the virus, uh, we're doing. Uh, because of the virus, we're doing a drive-through, which is great. You know, I, I drive in on my car, and I just pay. Pay the the thing, and then you know I get I get to go pick my own spot where where I like it. You know I can sit in the car, put it on the radio, or I can sit outside the car, and it's nice. I brought some chairs, and I just sat there, enjoyed myself. Saw um well, there are no movie new movies coming out, so we watched uh, Transformers Two. I believe it was Rise of the Fallen or something like that. So it was fun, you know. You also you get out of your car and you go to the the uh, snack place. And it's all complimentary But you know I go out and I I say you know I want a soda And they bring me a soda I just gotta give them A little bit of money You can pay with your card too If you want They have those machines So yeah It's, it's pretty great uh, It's luxury You know And I know I, It's Listen I understand That everyone is hurting right now Because of this virus And I understand That you can't You don't have the luxury Of going to the drive-in And, and, and paying to Go where you want And going to the The place to get food but I think it's important that I tell my fans what I'm doing, and there are special privileges because of my success. And that's just how it is. The movie was OK. Um, there was a car next to me, and they had the radio way too loud, which is really annoying. So what I did was I when they went away, I kind of just walked by like, I, oh like I dropped my phone next to that car, but I had a knife in my pocket, and I slashed their tires. Because they needed to, you know, I don't care how many kids you have, you know, whether they have four or five, you you got to respect other people. You know, it was, a, it was a private screening. It was a private screening for this movie, you know, and, and that's, I don't even know how they got in there. I guess they just paid and went too, but they must know someone. But other than that, the movie was okay. Um. You know, it's a big explosions and all that kind of stuff. You know, some people like it. I don't know. It was okay. That was my weekend, though. Really, uh, nothing special. I'm just I'm mostly. I'm just a normal guy. I know I have a big mystique, but really, I'm just a normal guy. All right, what else did I do this week? Uh, I went to the gym a few times. Um, you know, there's a there's a certain type of person at the gym that really annoys me. Um, I'm gonna go off on a little bit of tangent here. one of Spud's trademark tangents. Uh, when I'm in the gym and it, typically these p- type of people are women and they don't they look down and they don't ever greet anyone. They just they, they want to put out the the facade that they're so dedicated. They can't even act like a human while they're in the gym. They can't say hi, they can't give a look, they can't smile. So, but yet, you know, they're not, I mean, you would think someone that's that dedicated would would be in great shape. And they're not in bad shape, usually. I'm not saying they're in bad shape. Women come in all shapes and sizes, and the adorable boys love them all. But these women try to put out the facade that they're hardcore, you know, gym heads, and, and, you know, for a week or a month or maybe even a year, they are. But they always fall back. And they're the type of women that, type of people, because it's not just women, type of people that will, will write on you know Facebook about you know how um how they're so dedicated to nutrition and working out and it only lasts for a year or two and you know what spud is fine spud is doesn't care how you live your life you can do whatever you want you can pretend you're whatever you want you can be unfriendly you can do all these things and that's fine with spud but a thing that these people usually do that isn't okay with spud is they do some kind of ridiculous exercise that takes up half the gym. And, and and I don't mean just half of the equipment, half of the gym. Half of the real estate of the gym is taken up by these women, by these people, usually women but sometimes men. And they're doing these like squats with like they're going across taking, you know, big long steps with weights in then down in their hands held down to their sides and they're going across the gym as if no one else is in the gym, as if the gym was made for this. I don't know get get these waste at your house and do this there. That's all. I, you know, and you know what? Spud wouldn't even care if they did this and 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 even tried to get out of the way or even, you know, you know, maybe they would recognize that this kind of thing, you know, is a little bit weird. You know, and if they get in your way like, "Oh, I'm sorry." But no. I can't tell you how many times I've walked in front of one of these people and they look at me like I'm like I'm a jerk. And it's like you're taking up half the gym it, it, you know I'm on the bench and the, the area around the bench is is, is for the bench person who's bench pressing and you don't get in the way it's that's what it's there for there is no spot in the, in the gym that I go to for these long strided squat exercises and even that's fine but if you, you know just just watch out because you're going across the gym the entire gym and and you just expect people to, to stay out of your way. And, and usually they do, but sometimes they don't. And then you give them looks. So a lesson to all the people who go to the gym. Just be be polite. Don't, And if you get in someone's way or someone gets in your way, be, be, be as magnanimous as the adorable boys are. That's all I have to say. That's all I'm asking. Don't kowtow like Jim Cornette. Be magnanimous. Because just as Jim Cornette is synonymous with kowtowing so too you know you have good bad yin yang the adorable boys are synonymous with magnanimity and that's all we want we want magnanimity in the gym gym magnanimity that's what we want all right uh one more thing let's see oh yes um i now pronounce it samoan instead of samoan um i heard the rock say that once and i liked it and that's how i pronounce it now and speaking of wrestlers, The Rock is a legendary wrestler, we have set up, we have it all set up, I, I'm getting confirmation from Frank and Beans, I think that's what he's saying, you know how stupid producers are, but uh, Randy, are you there? This is, oh, this is Randy, we're going about to talk to Randy, the Rocket Rosenthal, wrestling legend, wrestling champion, wrestling legend, Randy, the Rocket Rosenthal, you there, Randy? Oh yes, yeah, Spud, the adorable boys, are, are you there alone, Spud, are the other ones with you? Oh no, Randy! Actually, um, last we heard, they were both the two other adorable boys were taken prisoner by a a warlord down in uh, Kyrgyzstan. So we're we're keeping our eyes on that. And we're we're hoping and praying. But Randy, let me tell you, it is an honor to have you finally back on the Adorable Boy Podcast. Um, what have you been up to? Well, Spud, you know I've been I've been wrestling throughout the the world. Uh, I've been going to places near and far. I've been wrestling for. In front of kings and queens, um, and Randy the Rocket Rollin' Rosenthal is representing America well as he always does, and and I'm just I'm just proud to be back on the Adorable Boy podcast. Um, we've had such a good relationship over the years, and, and, and you've you've helped me promote so many matches, and and I just can't thank you enough for that. So yeah, life's been pretty good for Randy. Been hanging out with a lot of women, soaking in hot tubs, but also working working hard for America. In this time when when we need when we need hard workers so much, well that's great, Randy. I'd love to get out there and see a match sometime. Um, see so you hit that red glare. You've been uh, you've been doling out the red glares a lot there, Randy. For those of you who, who don't know, uh, the red glare is the Rockets uh, finishing move, and it really is a vision to see in the ring. Um, so how how your match has been going there, Randy? Well, you know, Spud. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, I fight for America, and when you fight for America, and when you feel it in your soul. You can't lose, and I haven't been losing. I, I have my, my streak is fully intact, undefeated, for decades. And yes, I, I've been doling out some a few red glares to uh, some unsuspecting opponents. <laughs> well, the red glare is a devastating finishing move, uh, no doubt about that. So, um, what what else what else is going on with you, Randy, other than wrestling? Um, you taking an interest in any of the world politics? Lots going on. Um, and what about the coronavirus Are you keeping yourself safe well you know Spot, I'd, I'd like to actually get a match against that coronavirus i think if there's one thing that can that can beat it it's a rocket and it's his blood sweat and tears and he could beat it in that wrestling ring in front of all his fans the rocketeers um so yeah i've been i've been keeping myself safe i've been hunting the coronavirus um i haven't found it yet uh doctors say you can't find i mean you can find a virus but it's there's no way to wrestle it, but I I I've hired a team and we're going to figure out if I can wrestle it and if wrestling it will will defeat it once and for all. So the rocket is on it. Don't worry America. The rocket is on it. Well, I, I'm never going to disagree with you rocket, but I don't I don't know that you can, you know, beat a, a virus in the wrestling ring. Um I don't know how that would happen and I don't know how that would protect everyone from it. But again, I know better than to argue with you, rocket. Well, Spud, I've yet to meet the opponent that can stand up to the red glare. So if I hit that red glare right in the middle of the squared circle, I don't imagine that it could that even the coronavirus could, could come up before the one, two, three. Well, I, I don't mean to I humbly give your suggestion, Rocket. Um you could use your considerable means that you've made in the wrestling world to maybe fund some research into you know, into, into protection or even a vaccine, you know, a good vaccine. Um, you know, instead of trying to actually wrestle, you could you could fund research if, if you wanted to. I'm not telling you what to do, rocket. I would never do that. I understand what you're saying, but um, and and we are actually funding a lot of research to fi- not only to find the coronavirus so I can get in the ring with it and hit it with the with the red glare, but also to figure out if I need some sort of special tights or a special ring when I do wrestle the coronavirus. So it, it, it's all happening, Don't worry. Well, that sounds good, Rocket. Um, what about uh, Biden picked his VP, uh, Kamala Harris? Whether you got any opinions on that? I know you've been political. You've even flirted with running for office. Uh, what What do you think? Well, as you know, there's never been a, a person more concerned with democracy than the Rocket. Um, and as you may know, I've never quite been a fan of those Democrats. They don't uh, they don't treat the Rocket's homeland of Israel too well. So I just. I'm not going to tell you who I'm going to vote for because the rocket keeps that sacred, because it is a sacred country. But I will say this. The rocket doesn't doesn't quite like a lot of the stances going on in the Democratic Party. And the rocket is going to do what he can to make sure that our country stays on track. And if the rocket has to run for office, then the rocket will run for office. And he will he will give the, he will hit that red glare on the debate stage. He will hit that red glare at the convention. He will hit that red glare wherever he needs to, and then he'll just go for the one two three, boom! And the winner is America. Well, you got my vote there, Rocket. Um, that's a that's a definite. Um, well, I guess we're winding down. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Rocket. This really is an honor. It's so great to talk to you again. I I consider you a friend, if if I may be so bold. Um. So please keep in touch. You want to call every week. We'll be here. Um, thank you, Rocket. Well, Spud, you've always been a friend, and um, I'd, I'd love to stay in touch. I'm gonna try to call you every week, uh, depending on where I am in the country or the world. Um, I think it's it's. I think the rocket has to be front and center as we come closer to the election, because America looks to the rocket. And he's going to be there for you, whether it's in the ring or whether it's on TV or, of course, on the Adorable Boy podcast. Um, So thank you, Spud, for having The Rocket on, for having the the good sense to be friends with The Rocket. And yes, Spud, you are a friend. Thank you for being the one podcast that doesn't kowtow. The Rocket appreciates it. The Rocket is a a big fan of long-form talk, comedy, radio, entertainment. Oh, I almost forgot, Rocket. Um, we're gonna have the first an- the first ever podcast duel. It's gonna be in international waters. I don't know if you remember from the old show. It's gonna be uh, low Pitch Tim and Joe the Camel Boy. They're doing a duel. We're gonna do a live podcast from there, and uh, you know, of course, you're you're invited, VIP all the way. Um, if if you're so inclined to 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 attend. Oh, very nice. I see you're you're setting the rules again. You know, Podcast Supremacy, your original content creators, and The Rocket loves that. Uh, I'd, I'd love to attend. I'll have to check my schedule. I might drop by. You might see The Rocket just flying through the sky and parachute right onto wherever you are in international waters. Um, thank you for the invite. Now tell me if I remember correctly. Is it's, it's low-pitched Tim, the gentleman with the Raymond Massey-like physique and the, and the very low voice? Uh, yeah, that's that's probably him who you're thinking of. Um, he's gained some weight over the years, so less of a Raymond Massey-like physique and more of like a, I don't know, like a large basketball with arms and legs. Uh, but yeah, that's him. Oh, wonderful. Well, the Rocket shall do everything he can to be there. Uh, listen, Spud, I've got to go. Thank you for having me on. Uh, and to all you Rocketeers, upward and onward, the Rocket's path is clear. The rocket's path is always clear. Thanks a lot, Randy. We'll talk to you later. Oh, wonderful to hear from Randy the Rocket Rosenthal. A true gift to me and and all the listeners out there. The adorable boy cyphers. Um. Yeah, we're gonna take a break. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna decompress from that wonderful situation. i mean I still get chills when talking to that wrestling legend. We got a lot more coming for you. Next, we'll talk about um, the the ABN. And the, the, we're not going to have them on this week. And we're going to tell you why when we come back. You want to get us on social media? We got Adorable Podcast on Twitter, Adorable Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, the Adorable Boy Podcast. We're on locals. Uh, you can get our podcast wherever you get your podcasts, everywhere we're on there. Uh, preferably Apple, but whatever you need to do, go to our website, listen to it there. AOL keyword Adorable Boy. And we will be back to continue with the Adorable Boy Podcast, Episode 7. Hi, I'm Slonia Insurance Company, CEO and President Whit Yulman. At Slonia Insurance. We understand that we are in unprecedented times and we understand what you're going through because we're going through it ourselves as well. The new normal is scary, but if we stick together, we can achieve anything. Like other insurance agencies, we've decided to waive late fees so that you know that we are here for you in these difficult, difficult, difficult times. So please wear your mask, social distance, and remember one thing. Our generosity will not last forever. We want you to know that as soon as it is socially acceptable, we are going to come after you for our money. Right now, we have to be nice. We have to waive fees. We have to pretend that we care about you and your needs. What we want you to know is that it won't be sunshine and rainbows forever. Right now, we have a team of lawyers, agents, and public relations specialists that are coming up with a way for us to get every cent that we are owed. We are committed, and even if it takes 100 years and our last collective breath We will get our money from you. Now, the small percentage of you who are actually paying attention may say, Hey, I don't like this. I'm going to go to another insurance agency. My response? Go right ahead. Be our guest. Let me explain to you how insurance works. Don't worry, I'll dumb it down. There are many insurance agencies and many branches of each company. Each one of us try to get customers in with warm greetings and promises lovely, sunshine-filled promises. But since every agency treats customers exactly the same way, customers invariably get mad at one and go to another. Every single one of you squalid lot needs insurance, so there is a constant stream of unsatisfied customers coming from one agency to another. And research suggests that after five years, you'll forget how much you hate us anyway and come right back. So, in summation, Enjoy this pandemic-fueled reprieve, because we are going to come for our money as soon as we can. Sonya Insurance. Tick-tock, peasants. Oh, and we're against racism, too. Thank you. Alright, so if you've been listening to the podcast, uh, this is where we would have the ABN News and the Leopard News come in to give you uh, each side of the news, and and, and then you can make your own decision. But also, if you've been listening, you'll remember that every week we were accused of being either racist or sexist or whatever by ABN, and then Leopard just laughed. So I don't think we were going to have him on anyway, but... Either way, they, they sent us a uh, a summons last week, and I don't know how this happened. It happened really quickly, like way quicker than you would think the courts could move. But apparently there was a trial that we weren't aware of, and we lost it. I, I don't know how. I don't know what evidence was used. I don't even know what charge there was. They still haven't told me, but ABN's considerable uh, team of lawyers has informed us that... We have to let what they call the mob um, have, a, have a segment on our show each week. And and I can't say anything disparaging. I can ask questions, but I'm in danger of violating the terms of the settlement that we weren't there for. So I don't know how, I don't know how any of this is fair. But I'm going to guess that ABN has some uh, legal connections. That pushed us through without us even knowing. I don't know. I, I I assume they proved that we're racist. I don't know how they would have done that. So, I'm sure there was some. Well, I can't say anything bad. So, um. This week, we're forced to entertain this uh, mob, that that is tr- that is, we now have to let them get their message out over the airwaves. So, uh, without further ado, this is the unthinking mob. That's their official name, and we are forced to let them speak. So here he is on the phone, the leader of the Unthinking Mob.
0: The podcast you are now listening to is composed of many willful boys. And these adorable boys, as you call them, have transgressed against the objective news source, ABN. ABN is essential to our war effort. The Unthinking Mob needs them to get our ideas out. An attack against our media outlet of choice is an attack against us. It cannot stand. How are we supposed to lie on a mass level without a news organization to manipulate the masses? For now, we control this segment on the Adorable Boy podcast. We have made this true through legal action. When we want the entire podcast, we will take it. I mean, look at how much we accomplished by levying unprovable accusations against Spud of the Adorable Boys. When it's time, we will destroy this entire podcast, but only after we have squeezed every bit of juice from it. How can you stay safe? Well, that's why I'm here. I'm here to tell you how to avoid catching the ire of us, the unthinking mob. Don't own weapons to defend yourself and admit that having a police department is a sign of white privilege and if someone wants to commit a crime against you up to and including murder you must let them for it's much better to be dead than to be labeled a racist we are the future original quality podcasts like the adorable boys are the past there is no room for free thinkers like them in the new world the world ruled by the unthinking mob.
1: Uh, okay, now wait here. I mean, your actions, the fact that you got a court ruling against us without us even knowing, and, and what you're saying now, you sound like terrorists. Now, I'm not calling you terrorists because I'm legally obligated not to do so. But what do you say to people who do call you terrorists? What is your, what is your response to that?
0: My response? Well, we are. But who is going to listen to the the racists like you who call us terrorists? Be careful, careful, Spud. You you might have crossed the line there. You wouldn't wouldn't want us to get the the judge involved. Would you?
1: Is that a threat from you, the leader of the unthinking mob? Because Spud doesn't like threats.
0: Oh, it's a threat.
1: All right, listen, I'm not putting up with this anymore. The adorable boys will not bow to you. This is the definition of kowtowing. We will not do it, not for a second. I let you have your talk here and I don't agree. So you wanna do whatever you wanna do, you bring it. But you're not gonna own this podcast. You wanna you wanna face off against us, you face off against us. Just like Jim Cornette. But you will I'll talk to you every week on this podcast if you want, but you're not you're not doing this. We are not racist. You 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 push this through with litigation that was faulty and fraudulent, that we had nothing we had no idea was even happening. So you can call me whatever you want, I will not bow to you or your unthinking mob.
0: You know, Spud, there's strength in numbers, so I would watch out if I were you. And no, we probably won't attack you physically, but we will talk to the judge again, and you know how that went for you last time. The adorable boys must submit to the unthinking mob.
1: I already told you that's not going to happen. So you're done. We're done here. Alright? Alright? Uh, this is war, then. It's us against you. I don't, I, what, what's your name, anyway? I want to know who you are. I want to know who I'm fighting.
0: Ha ha ha. Like, like I would ever tell you my name. name. It's, it's your, your choice, choice, bud. Talk to, to you next, next week. Ha
1: ha ha All right, adorable boys, you heard it. The unthinking mob is coming after us, but we're not afraid. We'll beat them. We will, wait. We will fight this war on two fronts. We will fight the war against kowtowing, and we will fight against the unthinking mob. Because actually, they're the same war. You just heard it. The unthinking mob wants me and the, the rest of the adorable boys, wherever they are. They want us to kowtow to them. And that's not going to happen. The adorable boys will never kowtow. But you know what? I'm going to let them come back on next week if they want. I'm going to let them keep spouting their garbage. And you know what? They'll probably get a judge. And I don't you know what I don't know what's gonna, the future is going to hold for the adorable boys. By the time you hear me next, I might be an outlaw. But I will be an outlaw. If if the if the alternative is cowtowing, which I won't do, as you all know. Stuff's getting real, guys. The unthinking mob. They're coming after us. Um and you know, we're going to we're going to move on because we got to do the show. I'm not scared. I don't want any of you out there to be scared either. We will beat them. And we will continue to wage the war on cowtowing, And that is a promise. All right, I need to I need to get that out of my system. need to get it out of my head. So we're going to move on and do some news. As the adorable boys uh, always bring you the news and bring you the hottest takes anywhere. That's what the adorable boys do. The hottest takes anywhere. So, of course, the big news this week. Uh, Joe Biden, the frail presidential candidate. Uh, picked his running mate on the vice for his vice president. Uh, it's of course it's uh, Kamala Harris, who's a California senator, I believe. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, Cal- She was. I don't know if she is or she was, but. That's, um. So yeah, I mean, I always think it's funny. The funniest thing I always think about with this stuff is um, that these people destroy each other during debates, and then you know they're best friends. So I looked into some research on you know what Biden and Harris said about each other and I just found one thing pretty much. I'm sure there was more, but all I could find was one thing. And it seemed to revolve around busing in the 70s apparently because um, Kamala Harris hit Joe Biden on uh, the fact that he opposed busing um, as a way to integrate schools in the 70s. Um, and she said that in the 70s, she was bussed. Um, she lived in a, a mostly white, affluent area, from what I understand. And she was bussed to a school that she I guess she couldn't have gone to where they're not buses. Um, so apparently, uh, Harris said that Biden. Let's see what. Let's get a quote from her. Okay. Here's a quote directly from Kamala Harris uh, in a July 2019 Democratic uh, presidential uh, you know, candidate debate, whatever, whatever they do. All right. And she said, you also worked to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. Always a flair for the dramatic. which is, I don't know if that's something you want in your president or vice president but whatever. Um, and then Joe Biden's response was, I did not oppose busing in America. What I oppose is busing ordered by the department of education. That's what I opposed. Now I I might be ignorant on the subject, but who else is going to do the busing? And, And actually they go into on the article, they say that he opposed mandatory busing by the department of education as a way to integrate. He said it would be a disaster, but he was fine with voluntary busing. Um, So anyway, they go on to this. And there's one part of the article that I want to highlight. All right, where is it? Let's see. Kamala Harris. And all this happened when Biden was a new senator from Delaware in the 70s. He's been in government that long. I don't know. I mean, it's funny because the Democrats said they wanted someone new, that all the presidents were old white men other than Obama, who was president before Trump. And you know they wanted something fresh and something new, and then they get Joe Biden, who who was vice president for eight years, and in government for you know forty years. Uh, so Biden called busing in his two thousand and seven autobiography. Biden called busing a liberal train wreck. Well, if if he called busing a liberal train wreck, I wonder what seventies era Joe Biden would think of the Democratic Party now. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um. Let's see. He described it as a quota system that would ensure mediocrity. Now, that's interesting, because he seems to be pretty happy with mediocrity now. But anyway, he dismissed the government efforts to impose diversity in schools. Uh, Matt Viser of The Washington Post reported on March 7th. Biden also wrote columns for local newspapers and pushed legislation requiring courts to consider solutions besides busing, often siding with conservatives. Now, that's all interesting. This was his view in the 70s. But, and here's the next part, it didn't start out this way. This wasn't always his view. In 1974, Biden cast votes in favor of court-ordered busing to promote desegregation. But that was a controversial position in Delaware at the time, and Biden soon took an opposite view. So what I get from that is that this thing that he just said, all those quotes were saying how terrible busing would be. He thought that was fine until he realized that it, Might not It might hurt his chances for re-election. And then he changed his tune, you know, and he was very passionate about it. I I don't quite understand how that happens. I don't quite understand how we let that slide. That these these politicians are only after getting re-elected. Now, I mean, yes, it is your job as a politician to represent your people. But once they voted for you, I mean, you make the calls. You listen to your people. But changing your mind, and I wasn't there. I'm. I guess I'm supposing a little bit. But changing your mind just because you want to get reelected, I don't know. It, it seems terrible to me. Um, if if you're really if you really think, I I'm not even familiar with the whole situation because you know it's 40 years ago. But if you think that 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 busing will give kids opportunity, should you really? kids give kids that wouldn't get opportunities bef- other than this should you really oppose it you know like should you change your mind just because you won't get votes that doesn't sound like the most uh and in- doesn't sound like the, the person that would do that would have the most integrity um so and, and i know you know you're all gonna call up and leave voicemails and emails about how the adorable boys are conservative the adorable boys are not conservative the adorable boys transcend the the two political parties we have now we just do and and and, but there's just so much meat to pick off of the bone of the democratic party i mean we know what trump is we know who trump is we know what four more years of president trump will be like and it will you know it'll it'll meet such i I mean i can't imagine the democratic party getting any crazier i mean i Calls to defund the police and, and the person who they're running. I mean, Joe Biden is a frail old man who, who, who when he speaks, you, you can see there's something going on that, that he's not OK. And they're picking this guy to run for president. This guy who has been in politics for at least 40 years. I don't know what he did before he was senator of Delaware. I'm sure he did something in politics. And, and he was vice president for eight years. And you're picking this guy to be president, and I just don't understand it. I don't understand this pick. They, you know, the the Democrats could have gotten my vote, but every single Democrat went up in every single debate, every single Democratic Party debate, and all they did was tell everyone how bad Trump is. They didn't give any real solutions for anything, because, I mean, how could they? they? All they're concerned about is convincing America that Trump is bad. Rather than getting a candidate and grooming him and 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 making him a strong candidate that people can get behind, people people can't get behind Joe Biden. No one's saying anyway. I don't understand. If you're voting for Joe Biden, you're you're vo- you're casting a vote of hate for Trump, which is you know you can do that, but think about where it's going to get you. I, I mean, it's. If you vote for Joe Biden, you would vote for anyone over Trump. Anyone at all. You'd vote for Charles Manson over Trump. And I just don't know that's the best thing to do. The adorable boys don't want to see Charles Manson as president. I know he's dead. But, you know, take whatever. Whoever the most evil man on the earth is. They would vote for him over Trump. And they would try to convince everyone that if you don't, you're a racist or whatever. So this this VP pick, I don't know. Um... Biden didn't seem to care much about, care much for Kamala Harris before this all, and she didn't seem to care much for him, which leads me to another point that I want to make. Wait, a long time ago, Biden came out and said his vice presidential, his running mate is going to be a black woman. Now, I, it just seems like, I mean, it's, it's overt racism because what if, and i won't even say you know white white man whatever what if an asian woman or an a- or or a latino woman latino woman or a- any other person i mean you, when you when you base your your pick off of what race the person is how is that not racist and never mind i mean i'm no fan of Kamala harris but doesn't that diminish this accomplishment in her life i mean no matter who you are getting even if you lose which i think they will um Getting picked to be someone's vice president is a huge honor, but when, when you really look at it, he already narrowed the field at whatever percentage of the population are black women you know so so if it was if there was someone else that could have done a better job, he wasn't going to pick him um I understand the strategy of, of running with a woman, but i, I it's just it, it, I don't know how America's okay with this overt racism. And, and I mean, he's made some pretty pretty big gaffes. Now, I don't know if Joe Biden's a racist. I'm not saying he is. But I think he has an attitude about race that doesn't quite fit with the narrative of the Democratic Party. I think he's an old school guy. He sees race differently because of the time and place he lived. Like all of us, his his views are shaped by, by his life. But, you know, when you're saying, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Or... Yeah, and then, you know, my vice president, my vice, my running mate is going to be a black woman. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, are, are we, I, it, 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 if you're Kamala Harris, if if you're being honest with yourself, you're wondering if you're the most qualified. Really. If you have any integrity at all, you're saying, well, I want to be vice president, but I don't want to be vice president because I'm a black woman. I want to be vice president because I'm smart and I can do the job and you know, and I can help you win. And I can then, after we win, help make the country, you know, as good as it can be. But I don't know. Seems like Seems like no one wants to hear any of this. Um Just like, you know, Biden has a pretty credible uh allegation of, of sexual assault against him. I don't know if it's true or not, obviously, but I mean they definitely have more on him than they have on Kavanaugh. They definitely have more on him than they have on Kavanaugh. And Kamala Harris really went after Kavanaugh, so I don't know how that works, how she can just ignore this woman's accusation. I've never, it hasn't even been investigated. They, they, and I know it was a Supreme Court confirmation, but they put Kavanaugh through the ringer, and they said just because of the allegation, he doesn't deserve to be on the Supreme Court. Now there's a similar allegation against Biden, with with a little more corroboration, seeing as how the the woman who accused Kavanaugh had no proof. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but there was no proof. And, you know, this woman who accused Biden, she she's been talking about it pretty much since it happened. But I don't know. Again, you know, this is all you know what? The fight becomes clearer. This is the seventh episode of the Adorable Boy podcast. And we're becoming clear on the fact that, yes, cowtowing is our big enemy. But also something that needs to be dealt with. And now it's, you know, right in our faces. It's the unthinking mob. We are waging a war against this unthinking mob. They, they they spoke on our podcast this week. You heard just a few minutes ago. You heard the voice. So that's where we are, and that's it's scary. But but there's no question in in my mind that we can and will win both wars, and with that, a, a period of, of prosperity will bloom in america and that's what the adorable boys think and that's i mean it it, really it it seems it seems dim it seems it seems what's not dim seems what's the word i'm looking for it seems hopeless almost and we talked about this a little last week but it's not hopeless the dawn is coming adorable boy disciples the dawn is coming for us the dawn is coming for everyone and and we're just going to keep keep pushing so what else is in the news uh, now that we got that out of the way? Let's see. Uh, that Alexandra, whatever her name is, Ocasio-Cortez is getting one minute to speak at the Dem- Democratic Convention. Seems like one minute too much, but um, maybe she'll talk about how no one likes when she dances. Remember when she did that? Somehow she started dancing and no one cared and then she said how everyone was against her. But I wonder what she'll say. It's gonna be great, I'm sure. One minute, wow, gonna really gonna gonna knock people's socks off. Um, let's see what else is in the news. Anything interesting? Let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Anything? Ronald McDonald House in Chicago vandalized by looters. Well, that's wonderful. I actually saw this, I uh, saw a video of this the other day and people were rebuilding and it was really nice to see, but it's just, I mean, when is it going to stop? Ronald McDonald House has done so many good things for kids. is just being destroyed, you know, and eluded and, and no one cares. It's, it seems like certain acts of violence are fine. While other, you know, when people, other people just say a bad word, it's the end of the world. So it's just, I, I don't understand how these people could even sleep at night with the hypocrisy going through them. And it's just amazing to me. But that's what the adorable boys are fighting against. Let's see. YouTube star Jake Paul speaks out about FBI raid. I don't know who Jake Paul is. I don't care who Jake Paul is. I don't care about any YouTube stars. The only YouTube channel I care about is, um, it's called video and a has old clips of uh, the Opie and Anthony show. Anyone that has Ron and Fez videos, the oh, Eastside Dave's, uh, YouTube and the adorable boy YouTube. Those are the only YouTubes that matter. Uh, YouTube stars j They just don't do it for me. What else is in the news? I think, I think that's about it. Um, we're gonna, we might as well go to commercial here. We're going to wrap up the show and we're back. We're going to talk a little bit about the new sponsor we have for the Adorable Boy Podcast Duel, hashtag podcast duel. Uh, August 25th in international waters. It's going to be Low Pitch Tim versus Joe the Camel Boy. Uh, okay, you want to get in touch with us? It's uh, at Adorable Podcast on Twitter. Adorable podcast on Instagram. The Adorable Boy the adorable boy podcast on Facebook. AOL keyword, adorable boy. Uh, we're going to be right back. Thanks for joining us. And we're going to wrap this thing up. The Adorable Boys. Back after this. All right, live read time. I love live reads because I get a chance to tell you about our wonderful sponsors. And right now... Talking about StuartMadison.com. StuartMadison.com is a great thing. Uh, you want revenge? They'll get it for you. They employ a team of professionals who have extensive criminal history to make sure that you get the revenge that you want. You want to get revenge on a wife, on a, on a, on a business associate, anyone? Stuart Madison can help you do it. So visit them at their website and uh, start planning your revenge today. Stuart Madison. When you need revenge, they'll get you revenge. Yes, we are winding down episode 7 of the Adorable Boy podcast. Thank you for joining us on this uh, groundbreaking podcast. Um, Oh, yes, one more piece of business to attend to. Everyone knows the Adorable Boy, the first ever podcast duel. The Adorable Boys are holding it on international waters. That's August 25th. Uh, contact us for tickets. Gonna go out on a yacht, gonna do the duel, gonna come back. Uh, and uh, we have a new sponsor that's making this possible. It is, and you're gonna hear a lot about them, uh, maybe starting next week, but definitely on the podcast, on the um, on the duel broadcast because they are completely sponsoring it. Commercial free, uh, podcast duel brought to you. By a new TV show that's coming out this fall, it's called Suspenseful Cop Show. And let me tell you, I got some previews of the show and it's it's wonderful. It's a it's a police procedural procedural show that unlike other shows, it really shows you the nitty gritty, you know, and it gets it delves in to the relationships of the cops to each other and their past lives and and you know it's um it's gonna be a great show and we're gonna you're gonna hear some clips from it in the coming weeks. And they are making the adorable boy podcast duel possible. Uh, they have some some stars. They have a aging comedian. They have a woman who's too attractive to be a poli- to be a real police officer. They have a former rapper who's gonna do the show. They have an aging actor who's um. This is his his pretty much his last chance at stardom. And it's and, and they have a, a captain who's who's authoritative, but you know. Sometimes he has a heart of gold. And they're just a, they're gonna have guest stars. They're gonna have legends to play the criminals. They're gonna have big young stars coming up up and comers, to play some of the victims and criminals and all that. It's there's gonna be twists galore in suspenseful cop show. And it's just gonna be great. We are so proud to have them on board as a sponsor. So, August twenty fifth first ever podcast duel brought to you by the adorable boys hashtag podcast duel. All right, so what did let's uh, talk about what we what we did today. Uh, we had the podcast war update. Jim Cornette has not signed the treaty that we so graciously sent him. So if we don't hear back from him in a timely man, if we don't hear back from him in a timely manner, the war the war will wage on. we will we will you know the, the suspension of of the war against him. We'll be no more And you know We'll get them with quality podcast content We'll bring it right to them We bring the fight right to them every time don't we uh, What else did we talk about Let's see I wrote everything down so let me Go over and put a, put a bow on this show On episode 7 of The Adorable Boy podcast Oh yeah we talked about um, I had the special screening Of Transformers Avenger the Fallen At the drive-in And it was just so much fun. And, you know, after we paid our money, it was a complimentary show, but we we had to pay to get in. And that was fine. Uh, We sat in our our spot and, you know, we we relaxed. And it was just great. Revenge of the Fallen was great. Oh, and how can we forget what else happened in the show? The return of Randy the Rocket Rosenthal, wrestling champion, wrestling legend, our friend, our good friend, who's always been a friend to the adorable boys. Randy the Rocket Rosenthal, uh, he wants to somehow wrestle the coronavirus. I, I don't question Randy, even when his ideas seem insane. Um, uh, he he he's not a big fan of of the Democratic Party as a whole, and you know a lot of a lot of you know people aren't, and I don't blame him. And he's very smart, so I'm gonna I'm gonna trust him. We got the ABN News lawsuit. That we didn't even know happened and was pushed through in a week. And apparently, it's part of a court of law that we're racist, even though we didn't say any racist things. But I guess that's the world we live in. And then we had to give some time to the leader of the unthinking mob, who wouldn't give their name or their gender or anything. And they tried to make us bow to them, they tried to make us kowtow. And I wouldn't do it, obviously, because that's not what the adorable boys are about. We have integrity. So look for that battle to to rage on in the coming weeks. I'm sure they'll. I'm going to give them. Time to talk on the show. Uh, by law, I have to, but I'm going to do it. You know, I would do it anyway, even if I didn't. You know, I, I, we face our enemies head on. That's what the adorable boys have always done. So if you're listening, unthinking mob and their leader, bring it on. Talked about Joe Biden's uh, insane vice president pick. Vice president, you know, running mate. I keep saying the wrong thing there. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. And how? Well, we'll see if it works out, I guess. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then we just talked about the podcast dual sponsor, August twenty fifth in international waters. We're gonna have low pitched Tim versus Joe the Camel Boy in a duel to settle al- settle it all for all the peanut butter. And that's gonna be great. We got a great sponsor on board. Going to hear going to be hearing a lot about them in the coming weeks. So I think this is a very successful Adorable Boy podcast. I'd like to thank everyone who made this possible. Frank and Beans pretty much stayed out of the studio, which is the best thing you could do. And we had a great show, I think. Uh, Really happy, really glad to get to talk to Randy, the Rocket Rosenthal. And I'm just excited for episode eight. I think we're going to have Tim and Joe come on and talk about the duel. And we'll have a whole lot more planned for you next week. On the Adorable Boy Podcast episode 8. But as for episode 7. We're going to put a put a bow on it. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next week. The Adorable Boys. At Adorable Podcast. On Twitter. At uh, Adorable Podcast on Instagram. The Adorable Boy Podcast on Facebook. Locals. so we can find us there. AOL keyword. Adorable Boy. So thanks for joining us. Have a good week. The Adorable Boys. We'll see you later you. <laughs>